0: On this week's episode of Between Two Beers, we hear Megan Compani's remarkable journey from basketball Hall of Famer to All Blacks commercial manager, and all the best stories in between.
1: And and Michael Jordan was basically walking down the hallway, getting held up by two of his you know people, and he was done. And that was the game where he hit the winning buzzer shot and took it back to game six, where I think they won in in Chicago. So we sort of crossed in the in the hallway. And it was just sort of one of those whoa. Like if I was on, you know, back at, if it was now, you'd be snapping away like yeah. on social media.
0: Between two beers, listen on iHeartRadio or
1: anywhere
2: you get your podcasts. Welcome to We Need to Talk: Conversations on Wellness to Inspire, Relate, and Enlighten with Coast FM's Feel Good Breakfast host Tony Street.
1: Hello there. Welcome to the Financial Wellbeing series of We Need to Talk. Have you ever? Thought to yourself, there must be a better way to make money than collecting a wage or a salary every week. Have you dreamt about having more financial freedom, but it's a fleeting thought and you never actually get around to doing anything about it. I know I have. It gets put firmly in the too hard basket, especially when you've got a busy life, possibly you might have kids and people who rely on you. And now with the cost of living so high, so many of us are just simply trying to break even paying the bills. Gareth Stythe from Milford Asset Management is an expert on investing through the different stages of your life. He's had 25 years of experience in wealth management, so he is the man to get us on track. It's lovely to have you here, Gareth.
0: Thanks, Tony. Great to be here.
1: Let's start from the very beginning because I think investing can be a scary word for some people. What exactly does investing mean?
0: Yeah, it it can be a scary sort of concept, but at its very basic, it just means saving money and then using that money to buy things like shares, property or bonds in order to use at a future date for something that you've you've planned. So those plans could be anything from as big as retirement to saving money up for a car and then putting that money aside to try and grow it to, to buy the, the thing that you want. So it's just saving money and growing it.
1: That's I remember it the advice from my parents, which I don't think they followed, and I don't follow it very well. But I remember them saying to me that you're never going to get rich just by getting a wage or a salary. You have to make, let your money work for you. But that's hard to comprehend if you've got a big mortgage and you don't feel like you've got a whole lot of extra cash. So does that mean when you're like that, that investing isn't an opportunity for you?
0: No, I I think that investing still is an opportunity. And in fact, if you have got a a big mortgage, then that is actually an investment. So you are, are hoping that by being disciplined and paying the mortgage, that over time the value of your property will will go up and that might give you choices when perhaps your kids have left home and, and you might want to downsize. Um, so having a mortgage is um, an investment in itself, but all investments do come with risks and, and having just having a mortgage is like putting all your eggs in one basket and so having the discipline to also try and save some money on the side particularly through the tools that we have like KiwiSaver to maximise that function that we have in New Zealand. That gives you a bit of diversification and lowers the risk of you know, perhaps property prices not increasing over the long term. You've got a foot in both camps. So yeah, I, I know that it's hard at the moment. I was listening on the way here to the, the news and uh, Kiwi Bank have just put up their interest rates on mortgages to over 8%. It's so mm, starting yeah. to really hurt. Yeah, and many people are rolling off their, their current mortgage rates, so it, it, it is hard. But maybe one of the things that, that people can do is is that if interest rates come down, keep paying the, the same amount on on the mortgage or keep paying that same amount and trying to increase the amount that you can put towards Kiwi Saver as a and then in over the long term your your investments will increase.
1: Do you think by and large Kiwis consider property to be you know the be all and end all and they don't look at other ways of investing their money?
0: I, I think that historically property in New Zealand has been a, a really good investment. But no one knows what the what the future holds and that's the flip side of of risk there's there's risk and return so over the last 20 years property has been a really good investment but that's not to say that it will be a good investment going forward and the biggest sort of free ride is having diversification so not having all your eggs in one basket and investing in global share markets and global bond markets helps you to diversify that risk of just having you know everything in in property and uh, I, I think that that's a, a more prudent way of of trying to save for for the long term
1: how does that look then if you've got a mortgage and you're investing on top of that are you having to save a portion a decent whack of cash then to to fret up somehow so you can do that at the same
0: time I try to think of it in reverse so instead of um, saving money after you've paid the mortgage try and save it before so before you even see it you know maybe there's some budgeting skills that need to happen so you know how much money you've got coming in you know what the the mortgage is, is going to be but trying to save money each month from your paycheck goes straight into KiwiSaver and then you haven't got the opportunity to spend it and uh, and you have to make do with the the amount of money that's left over, so yeah, skillful budgeting and paying your future self before you pay you know pay for anything in the in the now because you you get the benefit of that when you're older.
1: Yeah, and when you see it in your bank account, then it's just there and it's fair game, isn't it? Can yeah. we just talk about KiwiSaver because I feel like a lot of people don't look at KiwiSaver and think oh, that's this great investment. They look at it and just say, that's my savings for retirement. But it actually is much more than that, isn't it?
0: Yes. So the thing that makes it much more than that is is the compounding effect of the returns. I, I think that this quote is attributed to Einstein that Compound interest is the eighth wonder of the world. And if you were to start young, so your first job, you sign up for KiwiSaver in your 20s, then that money could potentially stay in KiwiSaver for 45 years. You're only allowed to access it when you're 65 years old. The compound returns from that, every dollar that you save would be worth $20 in when you're 65. So if you manage to save $10,000 when you're when you're young, which may seem like a, a lot of money, but but I think it is doable, that could be worth $200,000 when you're when you're 65. So starting young is uh, is good but it's not too late if you if you haven't if you haven't started in your in your 20s but that definitely makes it a bit easier because of that compound interest effect this
2: is we need to talk if you're enjoying this podcast click to share with family or friends
1: of the people that you see, how many of them, perhaps as a percentage, are really across their Kiwi Saver and they know what funds they're in and they know what returns they're getting, versus the people that might be a little bit like me that go, "Oh, how's our Kiwi Saver going to my husband?"
0: It's really interesting because I, I talk to a lot of people around, uh, you know, over the weekends and after work about their Kiwi Savers and and what investments they have, but. And the, the amount of um, knowledge about where it's invested is gradually increasing as the, oh, as, the, as the balances start to increase as well. I think there was some research done on, on when people start to take notice. And, and it's when the balance is about the value of, of your car. And then people start thinking, oh, you know, I should really pay a bit more attention to the balance in their, in their KiwiSaver account. I think it's still reasonably low. I don't know what the what the number is, but it's increasing. So people are becoming more aware, and and that's a good thing because the more you pay attention to it, the more that you've got the likelihood of having the right fund for you invested in the in in the way that it's going to be best suited to meeting your future goals.
1: Do you think there will be lots of Kiwis sitting uh, listening to this that are missing out on lots of
0: money because they aren't engaged in the Kiwi Saver Fund? I think that there is the potential for that to that to be the case, particularly if when you're young, the uh, the the idea of retirement seems so far away that that you you don't really have any urgency to uh, to really pay attention to it, and you've got so much other things going on in your life. I've got uh, three young kids, and and they've got KiwiSaver accounts, so I, I try to talk to them about their investments, and I use that that compound interest um, example where. Instead of them thinking that they're saving a dollar every time they save a dollar, I say, you're actually saving $20. And, and so that helps them to focus their mind on it a bit more because that amount becomes a bit more meaningful. So focusing on, on what your goals are and, and where that money is going to be in the future can help you to to concentrate on it a bit more.
1: What age would you say um, we should be getting our kids into KiwiSaver?
0: I think when, when they start working, often when people have their first job, they they get to fill in a, a form <laughs> throughout our lives. There are lots of forms that we have to fill in. But uh part of that, that form is do you want to have a Kiwi Saver? So I would talk to your, your children at the time that they're first getting a job and say to them that I think you should just tick that Kiwi Saver box because at some point in the future, a long way in the future, you you'll you won't be working and you'll have saved up this money through KiwiSaver. And you'll be very happy you ticked yes. <laughs> yeah, and you can explain some of the the benefits to them at the time. So some of those are that the employers have to pay 3% of your, of your wages as well. And between 18 and 65, as long as they put in $1,042, the government will pay $521 a year. Um, into your KiwiSaver account, so that's a that's a fifty percent return on on the thousand dollars that you're putting not in, bad. which is yeah, which you can't you don't get every day. No. So taking little opportunities like that, compounding them over the long time, you're going to get a long way towards your sort of retirement goals by doing that.
1: Are you supportive of people accessing their KiwiSaver for things like <clears throat> their first home?
0: Yes, I think that buying a home is you know it's it's not just an in investment it's uh, it it also helps with your quality of life you know it gives you a, a feeling of of being in a in a place and so it's it's got wonderful sort of community benefits for doing it and these days all around new zealand the, the price of houses are, are very high so having that that capability to to access money when you really need it for another asset that that hopefully continues to appreciate in value over time, but also provides that that lifestyle benefits. I, I think that's really important. So it's a it's a good it's a good tool to have. We
2: need to talk health, well-being, and a better lifestyle with Coast FM's breakfast host, Tony Street. I want to talk about
1: intergenerational wealth now, and how you can, you know, have a good retirement yourself, but also try and keep a bit of money over so that if you've got kids, that they are going to be supported, and maybe um, it is so that they can you can pay for their schooling or help them get a deposit for their first house. Yes. We know the bank of mum and dad is a real thing these days. Yeah, yeah. Um, what's the best way to approach that?
0: That's exactly what. We do at, at Milford as investment advisors and um, we look at, at client circumstances, try to work out how much money they need for their retirement um, and then look at the, the investments that they have and whether they can meet those goals. Then beyond that, we're looking at things like a legacy or providing a gift for children and or or maybe donating some money to charity for causes that are really close to their hearts. And sitting down with an advisor can really put some numbers around that and say, you know, you're able to give this amount of money when you're in your 80s and you'll, you'll still be able to meet your, your expenses by doing that. So I, I think it's horses for courses. Yeah. Everyone's got a different situation. But talking with an advisor can, can really help you to you know, put some numbers around that and, and make sure that it, that it happens in a, and doesn't put you as the, uh, as the person who's maybe giving the money at risk of, of running out.
1: Running out of it. And, yeah. and that's another question. Yeah. Do you have a formula you use to work out how much someone needs for retirement?
0: Not a set formula because it, everyone is different, but there is some research from Massey University that says that um, people need between $20,000 and $40,000 on top of their superannuation um, but everyone's everyone's different so some people can survive quite easily on the superannuation and some people prefer to spend you know a hundred thousand dollars or more on lots of trips to Europe the other thing that we find with with clients is that their spending can be a little bit higher from when they first retire at around about 65 until the sort of mid to late 70s and then their spending tends to tends to dip a bit because they're They've sort of done all their travel, and they yeah. and they feel more comfortable not travelling so far.
1: It's quite a, a toll on the body, isn't it? Yeah, you know, I even yeah, feel like that yeah. at forty. Travel, <laughs> you know, it takes me a few weeks to recover.
0: Yeah, exactly. So, so yeah, we, we we often see people spending can dip. The other thing that we like clients to to really sort of be aware of is that sometimes towards the end of life, spending can go up again as you might need some care in in a home or. Um, have nurses come to to visit your home. So it's just a it's a not a very nice reality, but it is a reality that that that, that part of life can be quite expensive. So, making sure that there's some money available generally in your sort of mid to late eighties is uh, is a wise sort of prudent approach yeah there's
1: to, a lot to consider to isn't there
0: like yeah. every time
1: it's broken up into all these different phases yes. and I think obviously the younger you are to start financial planning things crop up all the time you know you might have a, a, a child and then uh, you know you're off work for a portion of time how do you go about um, planning for those types of situations where you've got your plan and then something gets thrown in and it changes the game a wee bit how how do you go about that?
0: I think having having a plan is probably the the best course of action, and if you've started saving before those events happen, then it tends to give you choices. Um, so if if KiwiSavers the main sort of vehicle, you can go on a, a KiwiSaver holiday for a bit if your expenses are temporarily going to be higher. It's important to not let that ride though. As soon as you you are able to to get the contributions going again. Then that's the best thing to do. Otherwise, you you won't be meeting your long term no. goals.
1: It's like going interest only on a mortgage, isn't it?
0: Yes. Yeah. Same kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. The um, you've still got the capital to to pay off but at some it's, point. It, it's in reverse. You you still you still got to try and build that capital up in the in the KiwiSaver Fund. Do you,
1: do you think it's important to have, um, when you're paying a mortgage and you're contributing to KiwiSaver, and perhaps you might have, I don't know, you might have a rental property or a couple, do you think you also need to always have some money sitting in the bank for a rainy day? Do you think it's important to have that?
0: Yes, yeah. And the the reason we recommend clients or investors have three to six months worth of their expenses in, writing the, this down. in the bank... <laughs> is um, when, when surprises happen, like you have a flat tyre or you've, you've been in an accident and you need to play, pay the excess on the insurance.
1: Might have happened to me recently.
0: <laughs> oh, no. I, yeah. I, I
1: Unfortunately. Okay. I, thought I, I thought I came out of it. I just backed it into a car. Terrible.
0: <laughs> yep. When those things happen, it's much better to have some money to be able to, to bridge the gap Rather than, than going into debt and then you've got to pay interest on that debt. So it's not just costing you the the amount of the the accident or whatever the, the situation is. You're also paying interest on that debt. And then, you know, sometimes that can spiral because you've already got high expenses. So having an emergency fund is really it, important. It's, yeah, it's really important. And and even when, when you're retired, we still recommend that, that people have money set set aside so that they don't have to access their investments in the portfolio, which may be down when they need the money for a new roof or whatever thing is happening. It's important to have those emergency savings to one side.
1: Do you have people that come to you and they're a bit useless with money, but they want to get better, they're a bit spendy, things aren't, They've got money, but they're a little bit all over the show. And and can you straighten them out? Is what I'm saying. Can you can you turn people around and get them on a good path when it seems like they're chaotic and it's just not going to happen for them?
0: The fact that people are coming to us means that that they are willing to listen to some advice. So you know that that's that's the best sort of start that that we can hope for is having someone who's willing to learn. And they're a big part of. What Milford does is financial education and talking to people about what their actions mean for them and trying to link it to their to their situation. So if they've got a goal of having X amount of dollars when they're 65, at the same time, they're they're spending money like it's water on different things, then linking those two things together and and explaining to them, you know, you're unlikely to meet this goal if you're spending money this amount of money on this side so you know it's fine it's your money you can spend it as as much as you like it just means that when you're 65 you're you're not going to have as much and and you You'll be in a situation where you won't be able to spend like this in the future. So
1: Gareth isn't using me as a personal example, can I just say, at this moment, (laughs) even though it might seem like it. Um, Conversely, the flip side, someone comes to you that actually, or maybe they're not even, they haven't come and seen you yet, but they feel like they've got it all sorted. Does someone that is perhaps conservative and they think they're going well, do they still have a reason to see an advisor?
0: Yes, they they do. And the main reason is that it's very complex in terms of investing in, in international markets. Using an investment fund, you get high-level high professional investment management. And there are different things that investment managers can do that an individual may find difficult. So some of those things are like hedging the interest rate risk hedging the currency risk, so that the New Zealand dollar moves up and down against other currencies, a professional investment manager will hedge some of those risks. Those types of professional portfolio management are very hard to do if you're, if you're just doing it on your own. Um, and the, the, the other thing is that if even if people are very good at saving, they sometimes need a help to really tease out what their goal is. You know, they've got enough money to achieve things, but sometimes don't know what it is is they're, they're trying to achieve. So talking to a financial advisor can really help with doing things like that as well.
1: Oh, well, that's that seems great. So at both ends of the spectrum, I think it's absolutely worth getting some advice.
0: Yeah. I mean, it, it, this sounds a, a a bit like asking a barber if you want to have yeah. a haircut you know i
1: i'd feel like i trust you though gareth i don't feel like you're looking me in the eye here i don't feel like you would say this if, if it wasn't the case
0: it, so it, it is and there, uh, i think there has been some research done that that shows that if people do have an advisor their investment returns increase by between 2 and 3% per annum just because they're getting advice to stay on track with, with what they want to achieve. And
1: I'm going to take your being... advice and you told me about the compounding nature of it. So, you know, yes. that year on year and suddenly you're in a much better position than you thought you were.
0: Exactly. And and it is that sticking to the plan, having a review at least every year to make sure that, that it's still the investments are still meeting your goals is really key to, to getting the long term benefits out of investing that. As you say, that compound return.
1: Gareth, thank you so much. I might have a career of financial advice where they going at this rate. I might need to restudy and retrain. Maybe that's
0: the advice I'll get. I think, I think you'd be excellent.
1: So oh, you I haven't seen my books yet. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Thanks, Tony. I Thanks, really enjoyed Gareth. that.
2: We need to talk with Tony Street. To get in touch, email we need to talk at coastonline.co.nz. If you enjoyed this podcast, click to share with family or friends. Catch more from Tony Street, Jace Reeves and Sam Wallace. Listen 5 till 9 weekday mornings on Coast FM or check out the Weekly Chasers replay podcast right here.